Seltzer Kings podcasts. What are you doing here? Okay, we're on a date. We were looking for a cultural activity to do, like two cultured New Yorkers we are, and so we find ourselves here at Mimi Rose Howard's show. Hannah, it's our first date. And did you do me a favor and leave before this gets really fucking weird? You mean like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> you know what, maybe we should go. Just... You know what, Fran, I don't want to go because I feel like we haven't really experienced the wonder of this experience yet. You can't be serious with this. I'm we... not doing anything, okay? I'm over it. You're not over it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have noticed me in this crowd of 40 to 70 people. I'm starting to feel a little used here. You didn't come here to see the show. No, I came here to see my friend Marnie, my other friend Jessa, and for a date that I'm on with a man named Fran. Check him out. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we are talking about episode seven of season four. This is overall episode 39. The title of the episode is Ask Me My Name. It is directed by Trisha Brock was written by Murray Miller and Jason Kim. The original air date was March 1st, 2015, to an audience of 639,000 people, 0.639 million. So we got a big bump in viewers this time around. Yeah, Pretty so big bump. it's around where their average is. I think they float around like seven and six, right? Yeah, most. usually, usually, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, usually right up They there. were hitting the million mark, uh, in that one season yeah but when they hit the million mark we were like surprised and it was like (laughs) whoa they finally got over a million i think it was in our season that we really didn't like season two i think yeah Yeah. uh so this uh this episode uh i didn't really like it at all um this one this one is a when it got like halfway through i was like i don't know I was like, this is really interesting. It was like, it got towards the end. I was thinking about where it started. And it's so yeah. interesting that it ended where from where it started. Yeah, it went... It went weird. It, it went in a completely different direction than I expected. And, yeah. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I don't... Yeah, we'll get into it. I thought it was bad. I didn't really enjoy it. I liked where I thought it was going at the beginning. And then when it went the way that it did, I was like, this is weird and I don't like it. So this is a Hannah heavy episode. Not a lot of interaction with the other girls. So we pretty much just go through it chronologically what went on. Um, So Hannah's a teacher already. She's a substitute. And this is exactly what I thought would what was going to happen because uh i think last episode i said that it looked like it was a private at least religious catholic school or something Mm and you don't need to have a degree to teach at a private school and uh so yeah she's a sub why 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 is that i have no idea but like i said in the last one like my high school i went to a catholic school and it was literally just people that graduated from college that were teaching us. And I don't know. It seems like you should have some kind of accredi- accreditation. 
accreditation Some, Accred- accreditation <laughs> i don't know now you made me th- <laughs> no i don't it know seems it. like you should be accredited yeah uh well, in order well, to it seems it, extreme. especially if you're paying that much money you know it seems strange it seems super strange like because they later mentioned that some person didn't even graduate middle school or whatever that was teaching at the school yeah um which they didn't seem like they were just saying it was a joke it seemed like realistic but it seems like oh if you graduate from a private school you get better chances to go to college but the people mm-hmm. that teach in the private school went to less schooling to teach you then so, yeah you know like it, the system the system's so messed up if that's i'm sure like at elite private schools you have to have some kind of mastery or master's degree or graduate degree in in teaching at something you have to go through at least like you know a course or two but i'm saying like in public school you're just going to go off the like curriculum uh teachers aren't going to like you're not going to get that free willing spirited stuff that you have in like the opening scene with hannah you know like yeah they're taking there's no captain my captain yeah there's so many different types of classes and not every class is like like there's stuff that you could take that's like wouldn't be just like here's math you know <laughs> did you go to a public school no public i went school? i went to friends uh the quaker school you and, went uh, to friends yeah i went to friends i didn't know that yeah huh very yeah. interesting i went to a public uh elementary school and then a catholic uh saint ignatius middle school saint mm-hmm. ignatius saint ignatius loyola academy shout out to them part of their <laughs> first part of their first graduating class Oh, congratulations. Um, You're in the history books, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, then I went to friend school. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I went to Catholic school my whole life until college. I went to, this is very Baltimore specific, but I went to Father Colby. We haven't even talked about the show yet. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Went to Father Colby from kindergarten to fifth, fourth grade. And then fifth grade, I went to Our Lady of Fatima. And then for high school, I went to Archbishop Curley. I was never a and, fan of uh, Archbishop Curley <laughs> as a school. It wasn't like one of the top tier private Catholic schools. But, was that uh, an all boys? Was Archbishop yeah, all boys. boys? I went to an all boys middle school and then I was like, no more of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are always weirded out by that. They're always like, how did you do it? It was like, it was just like hanging out with a bunch of bros all the time, all day, every day. Sorry, my fucking headphones being weird. <laughs> Just fell out. Anyway, so Hannah's a teacher at a at a Catholic school, St. Justine's. Um, she's a sub. She's killing it. She's got the kids inspired. Uh, it seems like it's a lot of, you know, oh, Captain, my Captain. What's that Dead Poet Society kind of shit going on where the kids are like her? She's teaching them in like a cool, new, hip way. You know, Oedipus, you know, if he, he was the first person to like, this is where the MILF thing comes from. It's like, ugh. Yeah, and it's kind of like open forum, like people can talk, like students are talking. She's being like really personable with the students. She's, they're sitting kind of in a round circle and she's walking around the room. It's not just like rows of desks, her just on a chalkboard writing and stuff, um, yeah. which is a terrible way to learn. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Unless you're in like a philosophy class, like my, co- some of my college classes were like that, where it was just kind of open forum. Yeah. But no, I'm saying the open high- forum is a better way to learn than just chalkboard. Oh, you think so? Oh okay. my god! Like you just zone out when it's just like lecture. Like at least you're if you feel you feel engaged. And uh, I feel like it depends on the class because the classes that I had that were open forum were like social psychology classes and 
debating about you know different philosophical principles mm -hmm. uh but if it's like an english class i feel like that's kind of well i mean lecture. this is an english class that yeah like, but i'm saying like it's a lecture i feel like well I, I feel like if you get lecture you could zone out but if you feel like you're engaged you're paying more attention because you feel like you can like say something you know like or or like you might get yeah and you're on. constantly yeah. thinking of like a response to what somebody else is saying yeah yeah, as opposed to yeah. just like just zoning out in those like long giant classrooms of lectures. But I mean, yeah. there's a place and sometimes you have to do the lectures, but I feel like this is fun for these kids, especially reading Oedipus, which is an old like which is yeah, a hard dude. read the way yeah. it's written. Yeah. Um yeah. I would never. Um so she's killing it. She goes to the teacher's lounge. She's like, "Oh, god, this is the teacher's lounge." And then a guy named Fran who is played by Jake Lacey. Mm -hmm. Jake Lacey. From The Office. Uh, he was in The Office. Uh, he was in the Jenny Slate film, Obvious Child. Yeah, which I plugged out on uh, the special, the spe our bonus episode earlier. Yeah. So he, as soon as I saw him, I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I can't place where. But then I saw that he was on The Office. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where he's from. So he immediately... Uh, falls in love with that Hannah, it seems like. He asks her out. Like, they have, like, three lines of dialogue to each other, and then he's like, so you want to get drinks? Yeah, it's, it's banter over his name being Fran, but the juice box being Joe. And, yeah. and then he makes a little joke, and then all of a sudden he's like, so you want to do something tonight? Yeah. And I was just getting real feels of that last episode where that guy asks out uh, Shoshana. Yeah, that's uh, me too. I was like, what? 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 I was like, are we Where just having to skip from? over? I'm like, are we just going to skip over any of the, like, it's like, yeah, it's no time. Let's just have people ask each other out. At that point, I'm like, why is she not already, if you're going to do that, and she's already a sub at this school, like, have her already met Fran, and they're just kind of yeah. in the middle. You know, like, just skip that, like, they've already met each other. And you're like, oh, Fran, you're here again. How was that grading of that last test? Boom. Let's do something. At least you feel like they had a little back history, and not she yeah. just walked over to a person. Also, this is her first week at the school, and she had no idea where the teacher's lounge was. Like, she had never been there. He sees her yeah. walk in and goes, oh, you're the sub. It's he, like, I thought it was going to be this thing where he's, like, a weirdo. And he's just, yeah, like. Yeah, like, he preys on all the subs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Like, it had that kind of setup. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was very sudden. I, f I feel like it would have been better if he was, like, hey, let's go out for drinks to celebrate your first week. Not just like immediately like, hey, I'm into you. Let's go out on a date. Yeah. Or like a bunch but, of teachers are getting together or whatever. But yeah, know, yeah, that's... yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. <sighs> so <laughs> Hannah's all Hannah's all excited. She says yes. She's trying to pick out an outfit and we get some Elijah's fashion corner while she's uh, picking out the outfit. And it's that same fucking shirt that I trashed. From like two seasons ago where it's like a beige shirt and it looks like toy lizards are glued on it yeah and it's so horrendous it's such an ugly shirt i don't know why anyone would own it i don't know how you put it in the laundry i believe she wore it in the um episode uh where the sister and brother where adam's arguing with his sister i think she had mm -hmm. it on during mm -hmm. that maybe you're i think you're right yeah so she's like what do you think about this shirt and Elijah says, and I quote, 
If you want him to think you killed your kids and have been living in the Florida panhandle, knock yourself out. And I was like, God, yeah. <laughs> she pulls out the outfit and she's like, what do you think? And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I feel like we yes, got just Elijah. the right amount of Elijah here. Um, yeah, he he only had a scene, but he stole it. Uh, it was weird. The scene cuts to after she gets asked out, she's getting the clothes ready. And she's like, maybe this is why me and Adam broke up. Maybe this was it. It was destined to meet Fran and like fall in love and have his kids or something like and get married. She was like talking about getting married already. And I was yeah. like, he just asked you out. Yeah, you had three sentences between you two well apparently they had more of a conversation between when she went to the closet because she was talking about stuff they talked about um but i felt like they could have done that before the ask out um yeah but uh and then she's like well get out of here because i have to masturbate before a date which is something that is like brought up in something about mary um chris yeah i was gonna i wanted to bring that that up. up yeah yeah so hannah says that she needs to masturbate before a date Elijah's grossed out. Uh, and then her reasoning is because you want to masturbate before you go on a date because then you can think clearly and the sexual tension doesn't hinder your thoughts. And I agree. I agree with Hannah. I think that is a good strategy. I feel like you can do it, but I don't feel like you have to. <laughs> like Maybe the sexual tension needs to be there. Somebody, I think it's Sam Morrell. Morrell? He has a joke about like this this concept about uh, somebody told him like you need to masturbate before you go on a date so that you know you can think clearly. And his joke is like, let me tell you something. If I masturbate before a date, I'm not going on that date. <laughs> <laughs> like the night is yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it done. Yeah, um, and it's really Dude. funny that she. Well, it's not funny, but. One, I think Hannah would still be just as sexually uh, ready, knowing her history, having done that. Maybe maybe even more revved up. But the crazy part is Elijah goes to leave and it's revealed he's like, it's that blanket separating the rooms. They don't have doors anymore because they knocked down that wall. So Mm. he's like, and she's like, he's like, you're so loud when you do it. And then he goes through the curtain and then you're like, oh man, he can hear everything. He's like, I'm yeah. going to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you guys are weird. Yeah. They might it's as well just start weird. sleeping with each other. That's what I was about to say. It's like, why don't you just fuck? Like, just have a mutual. They've done <laughs> like, it before. I know. Just have a mutual understanding. Like, ah, this is just a thing that we do together. <laughs> like, it's not a feelings thing. It would be just fitting some... with the rest of the episode too. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so, uh, she goes on the date with Fran. It's going well. It's, uh, she's, it's good banter. She says she's enjoying herself. Fran's like, yeah, this is really dope. She's like, well, do you want to go to this art show that I know about? Like, it's sounds like it's going to be pretty terrible, but, uh, I think it'll be fun to go to and like kind of shit on. And he's like, absolutely. I'd love to go. So they go to the art show. Wait, Turns can, out, I, can I ask you, um, the date was going so well, I started getting nervous. What about you? <laughs> no, I was kind of happy for Hannah. Okay. It wasn't that I was nervous. I was kind of like, all right, she's back in the game. I don't think this is going to be like her perfect match or whatever, like like how she was thinking, where yeah. it's like, hey, uh, this is my 
future husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was like, all right, this is a good first date to get back in the game. You know what I mean? Well, my thing was um, just knowing the show and how things go. It was just like, I know things don't go happy. It's not going to be like this. Oh, this just worked out. Maybe I'm just optimistic today. I had a mocha before this. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling good. (laughs) So maybe maybe I was had rose colored glasses on this. I was like, all right, Hannah's back in the game. I was just on edge. I was just on edge. (laughs) You're watching it like a horror movie. Like, oh no. When he asked, oh, should we get another drink? And she's like, well, I was thinking. I was like, oh no. What's gonna come out of her mouth? When she said when when she was when he asked if she wants to get another drink and she goes, Well, I was thinking, I thought she was gonna be like, Come back to my place and fuck me. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I got to know this art show that seems pretty stupid. And that seems like something that I'd be down for. It, like if somebody suggested that, I'd be like, Absolutely, I'd love to go. Yeah, to this. Because that's also you're not a drinker. So you're just like, get me out of this this is <laughs> this hell that's um, true but uh no like like that's fine to go to the art show i thought it was going to be an art show with something with um marnie. no yeah sujin and marnie when she yeah that, art i show. thought it was going to be the sujin thing yeah. and marnie was going to yeah. be there so i was surprised at what it was well surprise surprise she shows up jess is at the art show marnie's at the art show and they're all kind of like well she sees marnie and she's like uh hannah what are you what are you doing here and i was like what i came to see you came to see an art show i have a date this is fran and desi's like i think it's so awesome that you're not engaging in this toxic cutting down other female stuff and we're like what's going on and uh it is revealed that this is mimi rose's art show and that adam is there and then fran is like all right okay this is a little weird but you know like whatever i've dated people before like it's weird but it's not a big deal and adam sees her and he's like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> and adam comes over with intensity but i think we skipped over um it's it, the intro to this art show is jessa everyone's wearing these like uh smocks smocks that say ask me my name and like something written on the back of them and it's almost one of those uh uh, what are those? What is that thing in New York? Those art shows that you go to that are interactive. Um, oh, sleep no more. Yeah, sleep no more and stuff. Well, sleep no more. Uh, they sleep don't no more, talk. They don't. I feel like they act. They don't inter- engage with you. They engage with each other, and you walk around, right? Because I've never. They been do, to it. they can engage. Okay, sleep yeah. no more is like a weird a place. A, a theater company rented out a hotel, and it's an interactive uh retelling of Macbeth, i believe mm-hmm. um and you can follow characters around as they you know play out certain scenes but no one's talking every every attendee is required to wear a mask um and they give you a mask while you're there um so you can be a passive viewer of the show and just follow people around trying to sift out the story and stuff but uh, there are certain things where you can become a part of the show. And I've only been to Sleep No More twice. But every time I've gone, I've become a part of the show. Because one of the characters would take me. And it happens to other people in the show too. They'll grab somebody that's a viewer. And they'll take them to like a hidden room. And then they'll start talking to you. They'll take your mask off. And then they'll give you like a mission. And it's like really cryptic and it's really weird. 
And I never like completed the mission because I just didn't know what was going on necessarily. <laughs> and I think the only reason why I was picked is because both times I went, you know, when people go to this, it's like a really expensive thing. People get pretty dressed up. They wear like cocktail dresses and, you know, button downs. Every time I went, I was wearing like Adidas track pants and like an Orioles baseball shirt. Because <laughs> you are uh, the fashion corner. That's, how, <laughs> yeah. you, that's well, how you dress up when you go to. Well, the first time I went, I wasn't sure what it was and I didn't know what the protocol was, but it was like a spontaneous thing. A couple of my buddies were in town and they were like, you want to go to sleep no more? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I just showed up in like, you know, the Adidas stuff. And so I think that they picked me because they're like, this guy does not belong here at all. Let's try it. Like, he's probably not enjoying himself. Let's try to give him like a little extra thing to make it maybe think that this is cool or something. So I got pulled in and some lady that was a witch in the play like pulled me in and gave me some kind of mission she gave me a ring that i was supposed to give to somebody Mm -hmm. um and then she kissed my mask twice so there was a bunch of lipstick all over my mask and so i was walking around and she's like give this to the witch and then i i uh there was a character that was a witch and i like handed i i extended the ring to her like I was going to give it to her and she slapped it out of my hand. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess that's not the right person. Um, but by the end of it, when I came out, my friends, they saw my mask was covered in like lipstick and kiss marks. And they're like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, where were yeah. you? And I was like, I don't know, man. Some witch lady gave me a ring that I had to give to her. And then the other time, like a lady made me tea and she thought that I was afraid uh, because she was like, it's okay. You don't need to worry about it. Cause she took my mask off and she's like talking to me and they tell you, you're not supposed to talk during this entire thing. And so she's like, you can talk if you want to. And I just like shook my head. I wasn't talking. So I think that she thought that I was freaked out or something, but I was just following the rules that were laid out to me. So she gave me tea and then, uh, gave me some kind of monologue and then sent me on my way. It was it's a very bizarre thing. So uh this is nothing like that. Yeah, it's not like that at all. <laughs> um <laughs> But Sleep No More is awesome. If you're in New York and you're listening to this, I highly well, once you're allowed to, I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. Is this really neat? If it's still a thing after everything. Um Yeah. Yeah, but this is like people are improvising stories, it seems like. You can go up to people, ask them what their name is, and they have like this whole backstory, and then they switch mocks and yeah, they it, take well, on different talking, characters. Jess is talking to one person, and they're telling her this story, and then like the lady telling her story taps this guy, and then he switches his smock around, and and then Jess is like, "Oh wow, okay, now you're him, you're the person." And then the person's uh, talking, and then she asks like, "And then what happened?" And the person's like, "I'm not allowed to go off script," and she's like, "Script?" Yeah, <laughs> like. Like, she's completely confused by it somehow. It's, I was confused by it as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm it's not, one of those art things that... I hate that. Yeah. so pretentious. It, it doesn't... It didn't make any sense because everyone was wearing it, so you couldn't tell who was a performer and who was just, like, a, a guest. It was no yeah. color differential for uh, yeah, and, for Smock, so... Yeah, yeah, and, like, Adam, when he's talking to Hannah and, like, being like, what the fuck are you doing here? Somebody mm-hmm. taps him and he has to tell a story and and she's just like making things real awkward for poor fran yeah adam's like what are you doing here like why what are you doing she's like well i didn't know that you'd be here he's like it's my girlfriend's show of course i'm going to be here 
why won't you just get over this? Why are you? And she's like, well, I'm here with on a date with Fran. Mm -hmm. And Fran's just like, I I need to get out of here. Or he's like, like it's, it's just the first date. Like, even when Adam comes over the first time, the look on his face is just like, oh, my God, this is this is bigger than just like, oh, hey, my ex is doing a thing. He's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here, basically, to Hannah? And he's like, I didn't sign up for this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also so obvious what Hannah's doing. Yeah, and I didn't know. See, that's what I was thinking when they were on that date and it was going well. I was like, what is she going to do to mess this up? Or what is he going to do to be really weird? And yeah. I didn't expect her to do this. So yeah. that's why I was like, okay, all right, I see. I see what Hannah's doing. I see how she's going to derail this thing. Um, and I love that he was fine. I love that Fran was fine with it initially. Yeah, he was fine with it for up to a certain point. And then when Adam started getting like really aggressive and Hannah started getting aggressive back at him. He realized he, he called like, it out. Yeah, he says, I, yeah, I feel like, like I'm being I used. feel used. Yeah. yeah. And then he dips, which yeah. I was like, good for you, Fran. That's it, awesome. It was the best like move. Because, I mean, I guess she could see him at school again or we never see this character again. It, who knows? with this show yeah. usually but i love that move he's like nope i'm out yeah yeah like, yeah <laughs> that was like the smartest decision a character has made in this show ever <laughs> right just to walk away <laughs> no one ever walks away and you know what i was trying to think when i was watching it um why are all of hannah's friends there but it sort of makes sense because jessa knows mimi rose she hooked adam up with mm -hmm. them and Marnie's with Desi, and Desi's friends with Adam, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I was like, why are they there? Yeah. But then thinking about it a little bit more, I was and, like, okay, this kind of makes sense. And we sense. got no Shoshana in this episode. Yeah, which is always a detriment. Yeah. I would have loved to see Shoshana at that thing. Well, she's normally at stuff like this and making some really funny comments. Like, just yeah. her comments on this would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, missed opportunity, I feel. Yeah. Um, so Mimi Rose is there and she starts talking to Hannah and being like, I'm so glad that you came. And Adam's like, why are you glad that she came? She shouldn't be here. This is awkward as fuck. She's like, well, my ex is here. My uh, uh, ace. Former, my former partner. Yeah, former yeah. partner. Yeah. Uh, ace is here. And uh, Ace shows up and Ace is a total douche. Played by Zachary, Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Zachary Quinto, who is... Uh, he's pretty famous now. Yeah. He was in Star Trek. He has like he had like another show on NBC or uh, something, Heroes. right? He, he, he got his Hero. big yeah, breakout yeah. at Heroes, and then he's in the first season of... Uh, uh, what's that horror show on FX? American um, Horror Story? Yeah, he's in the first season. And he's in a couple seasons, I think, of American Horror Story. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's there... Uh, Mimi Rose wants Adam to get to know him for some reason because he's a big part of her life. So they're going to this bar afterwards. And Mimi Rose is like, I'll take a cab with Hannah. And Adam, you take a cab with Ace. And Adam's like, why the fuck would I want to take a cab with Ace? Yeah. And good question. Very logical. And Mimi Rose is like, because I want you to get to know him. And Hannah's like, yeah, get to know him, Adam. I love the framing of that. It's because uh, Mimi Rose and Hannah are in the cab. And Mimi Rose is closer to Adam talking. And then, like, Hannah leans forward in the back seat, And she's just like, yeah, get to know him, Adam. And she has this, like, look on her face that's just, like, pure 
venom. <laughs> like, this yeah, is great. like shit-eating grin, yeah. just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to be awkward for you because it's awkward as fuck for me. And we got to do, you got to give like a, a really short fashion corner on Ace because this man. Dude, Ace. It's amazing. He has like a pleather backwards hat that's barely on his head. He's got glasses that I'm assuming are fake. Big, thick-rimmed glasses. He has a toothbrush in his mouth for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like a yellow plastic toothbrush. Just there. For no reason. Just, and he's just chewing on it like it's a toothpick or something. It's amazing. He's got like, it's also like a pleather, latexy like biker jacket on, it looks like. Is he rocking shorts, too? He has shorts on, too. With Converse? Is like, he rocking the Converse? Is he rocking the Chucks? Dude, this guy is a mess it's amazing it's amazing like i could like a lot of it i could understand being like oh this is just like a high art guy who thinks that he's like so cool and fashionable and then the addition of that toothbrush was just like which what are you what is that which is amazing when he's in the cab talking to adam yeah it's so it's such a good random prop slash wardrobe thing for him i, I kind of just love it it's yeah yeah and he's like all about getting to know adam be like come on over party like let's have a fucking taxi party in nyc's hanging out the window yeah. I'm like god this guy is such a fucking tool yeah so adam gets in the cab and they're getting to know each other and uh ace is basically telling adam like you know, this is all just part of Mimi Rose's game, you know, like you're being manipulated and uh, I, I'm secretly still in love with her and I'm going to get her back. And you're just a pawn in this game because she's trying to make you feel awkward. Her safe space is when you feel awkward. And uh, this is all just part of the game and it's to make me feel awkward, but I'm going to get her back because I know her and I know this game. And you're lost in this river of uh, river of Mimi Rose. Yeah. And Adam's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't care. Pull over this cab. And Zachary Quinto, Ace, is just like, yeah, calm down, buddy. It's it's going to be fine. Well, he calls him, like, he says motherfucking monkey face. You think you're going yeah, to actually likes you. And then he calms Adam down. He's like, dude, I would never call you motherfucker. Like, seriously, that's not my MO. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Dude, like the mind like calling... games, the mind games between with Ace and Mimi Rose in this episode are insane. Yeah. Like Adam Plus is, I f- is all I feel over like I'd place. rather I'd rather be called a motherfucker than a monkey face cuz monkey face is like when he called him a monkey face I was like, "Ooh, that's actually uh pretty like he, Adam does kind of have a monkey face. Well, it's always that thing where you have insults for actors and shows, but the actors are themselves and these are the actual physical traits. Like they make fun of Adam's ears all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone calls him funny looking and goofy. like he gets made fun of for his look and he yeah. has it. But man, if, he, if he's not a great actor, like he's yeah. so good, like watching him, it's just like you're drawn in. And yeah, he is a unique looking person. I will say that. Yeah. He is definitely unique. Yeah. Uh, but when he called a monkey face, it's like that is a specific insult specific to Adam. Yeah. It's not a uh, generic like, oh, you're a douchebag or something like that. It's yeah. It's like, oh, like that's you. been thought out. 
You've you got Adam this. Driver. This has been a conversation before. <laughs> <laughs> Whose actor name and character name is the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's going awkwardly in Adam's cab. Shit's going awkwardly in Hannah and Mimi Rose's cab because Mimi Rose is kind of like leaning up against Hannah and being like, so what did you think of my show? I feel like you didn't like it. And Hannah's like, no, I loved it. And Mimi Rose is like, no, you can critique it. I really value critiques, which is a telltale sign of someone's, if you critique, if someone says that they value critiques and you critique them, they are going to be very, very offended by your critique, in my experience. Um, you have to get critiques as a creative person. Um, yeah. It, if the, it's weird if you're asking for the critique just to say, just some people ask for, for critiques and they want just the praise. You know, yes. they're, they're, at, they're saying one thing, but they don't really mean it. Um, yeah. And some people are really like, I, the good people that can handle critiques are the people that are more successful and can go on because they take the critique, they deal with the emotional blowback of the negative, and then mm. they go, okay, what can I dig out of this to make myself better? Yeah. Um, what Mimi Rose is doing here is not asking for a critique of praise. She's asking the critique because asking for it makes the other person uncomfortable. Yes. She's trying to make Hannah uncomfortable and she's making Hannah lie to her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, especially after just hearing from Ace what her, what her game is. Yeah. I was like, oh, this woman is sick in the head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she is. I know we've called the show out for like setting some stuff up and having it pay off really soon. But this is like mm -hmm. a great way to like have someone give some insight into a character and then see that go, see that character play out, you know? Yeah. And because it's still in a subtle enough way where you can like see it and be like, oh yeah. And it was stuff that she had going on earlier too. Like when she wanted to talk to Hannah, when Hannah showed up um, yeah. from Iowa, like she's like, let me go in there and talk to her. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah she loves the drama. She yeah. loves this. She likes making people feel uncomfortable. It's why she did the abortion thing the way she did. She yeah. loves to like get the reaction from someone like her. She knew saying it the way she said it was going to get a reaction from Adam. That's what she wanted. Yeah. Once she, once you find that out from Ace, like mm -hmm. it's like, oh, everything is fitting together. Like that's why this is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that doesn't Ace say that she has Asperger's too. Says. Oh, he's like, oh, the you're buying the like, oh, girl from Maine, sweet bit, girl, bitten lips, Aspergers act that she's putting on or something. Yeah, kind of something like that, or implying some kind of quirk, I guess. Well, I mean, she um, is putting on like a whole thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, but Hannah's not. Hannah's like not. Hannah's. Do you think that she's taking the bait, or is she not? No, because she keeps complimenting the um, she keeps complimenting the show that she didn't really see. And then that's when Mimi Rose pulls out the big guns and says, oh, yeah, I'm working on this book. Yeah. And that is just uh, she's like, all right, I got to go with the haymaker here. Yeah. And she's she working knows on she knows that that's going to get under Hannah's skin. Yeah. She's like, I'm working on a book. And Hannah's like, which, well, also Hannah deadpans like all of this. Mm -hmm. So when she's like, I feel like you didn't like my show, Hannah's like, 
no, I liked it. It was really great. I thought it was really impressive. And she's like, really? Because I value critique. And she's like, I mean, it's hard for me to critique because there's nothing to critique. You can't critique perfection. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is such a chess match right now. Mm -hmm. And then Mimi Rose breaks out the big guns. She's like, well, I'm, you know, I just feel like I didn't have enough time to work on this show because, you know, I'm working on this book. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's your book about? And Mimi Rose like, it's a psychosexual thriller about a woman trying to solve her own murder but she's dead and uh hannah's like oh sounds cool mimi rose is just kind of like yeah i don't know i just uh, i'm not a writer like you but you know i try to get out of my comfort zone because that's the only way to you get to learn and hannah's like well i'm not a writer anymore i quit i'm a teacher now and mimi rose is like what adam said that you're a writer and blah 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 and it's just such fuckery. Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't read it as Hannah being as deadpan once the book thing came out as you did. Like when I, I saw that hit land, I saw oh, that yeah. hit land. Yeah, when she says yeah. when she says, "Oh yeah, I'm just because I'm working on a book." Like that is a trigger word for Hannah. If anyone's writing something, it is. Yeah, there was a moment where Hannah like rolled her eyes super hard while no, that was, was that was when her. she asked the cab driver his name oh yeah that's like when yep. they first get in the thing and that's kind of this we got to bring up it's like that's the title of the episode and uh mimi is always everybody she runs into she's like asking what their name is and making a concerted effort to like do that you know yeah and i hated when like whenever hannah would refer to somebody as like thank you sir She'd be like, he has a name. I was like, Ugh, wait, did she fuck say off. that? Yeah, after, so Hannah is starting to get a little fed up with Mimi Rose. So she's like, just take this turn here. I think it'll be like a quicker, quick shortcut. The taxi driver hits an old lady and the taxi driver like blames Hannah for it some for some fucking reason, which I thought was stupid. But uh, Dude, that whole scene was clunky as hell. So there's yeah. like two cops standing on the on at the corner doing uh, nothing like a cab just turned a corner hit an old lady who was pushing like a shopping cart she falls over on the ground everyone gets out of the cab and then it's like two cops on the corner like didn't hear a lady fall over and yeah like, it happened hey. probably like 20 feet from where they're standing yeah, and they're like hey officers like hey and then they run over like hey what happened and like pull out the notepads i'm like we what like we saw officers when they arrested jessa and adam for peeing like they were just doing cop stuff like got out of the car yeah. like an old woman was hit by a taxi cab in new york yeah. like you would go over like <laughs> this is what the good job and, and i'm not blaming cops for this i'm blaming like the setup for the acting in the like yeah they were just two cops there it wasn't even like a deli owner that needed to come out and like hey uh there was a cop in the deli and he comes out and he's like what happened and he didn't see it like they saw the cab turn like they well they saw the cab turn you would figure you figure that they would have heard the old lady hit the deck because she's got a shopping cart. Would have heard the you driver get out and say, "Oh my god, are you all right?" You would have heard both Hannah and Mimi Rose screaming. Yeah, like, "Oh my god!" But like, they're like officers, and they're just like dilly dally, and they got <laughs> yeah. their backs turned to it. And they're like, "Oh, anything that happens behind me doesn't happen." <laughs> it's I like until you say officers, we can't even react to anything. Yeah, like, it was so weird. So Mimi Rose is asking the old lady her name and uh, 
the 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 taxi driver like blames Hannah for it, and she's like, "This is not my fault, sir." Yeah. And then Mimiro's like, "He has a name." It's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. He just hit an old lady. Yeah. And then like, the cops come I don't over. Feel, I don't feel like the taxi driver is a terrible person for like the way he hit her. I mean, it is his fault because he turned a corner and. It's totally his fault. It's a little the old lady's fault because she's definitely jaywalking straight in the middle. She is not at a crosswalk. Yeah. She's coming yeah. through some car. All and like she's on the ground and like everyone, she's saying that she's fine, but has not gotten up throughout the whole scene. I don't think. And she is <laughs> old. Like yeah. it's not like a not like we're being like old like sixties. Like she yeah. looks like she's seventy mid seventies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's on the ground like. And then the Chilling. cops are like, hey, we need to get statements from you. We're going to get statements from the driver and then you ladies and like get back in the cab. And Hannah says she's hungry. So she's like, hey, we're just going to go in this deli right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, Hannah's always hungry. Let's, let's yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, if she doesn't eat every two hours, she feels <laughs> faintified. Yeah. Uh, so they go in the deli and the mind fuckery continues with Mimi Rose and Hannah. It and, starts. Uh, it starts with the popsicle. Yeah. Like, somehow she knows that Hannah likes coconut popsicles. Somehow, like, Adam must have told her, Jessa. And she gets, like, Hannah has a bunch of snacks and stuff. And then she's like, oh, they have coconut popsicles? She's like, oh, it's the last one. Do you want mine? She's like, no. And, like, Hannah is frustrated at this point. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, damn, she's good. Mimi Rose is good. Yeah. So they're walking around the uh, deli. Hannah's picking up some snacks and Mimi Rose is, is kind of talking to her. And she's like, so why are you mad at Adam? Gets right to the point And Hannah's uh, answer is that he's deceitful. He loves somebody else. He found love with somebody else while I was at college. And he's a coward for not telling her. And every time that He's confronted with it. He lashes out because of the guilt he feels. And that Mamie Rose is like, yeah, that's Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did like that Hannah's like, I'm not going to be mad at you for taking him away or whatever. It's, I'm mad yeah. at Adam. Because, and that's always that thing I never understood. It's like if someone finds someone cheating and then they want to beat up the person that slept with the, the person that they're with. I'm like, yeah, unless they're like a friend that you know. And, like, they knew you guys as a couple, and then he hooked up. Then it's their yes. fault. But, like, it's the person that you're in the relationships with fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're dating, like, if I'm dating a woman, mm-hmm. and that woman goes out and gets some strange. Yeah. Like, you can't fault the guy. Yeah. Because it's like, well, he's just doing him, you know? Yeah. But, it, but if it's my, like some, but if it's like, yeah, but if it's like a friend of yours that does it, then that's, that's, the, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like if it's my best friend and he knows that me and this girl are dating and then he's like, I'm going to fuck her anyway. Yeah. I mean, like, bro, betrayal on two counts. Yeah. I mean, like Hannah has every right to be upset with Jessa, <laughs> right? <laughs> which we'll get to later too. But yeah, like if she's going to be mad, it's mad at Adam and then mad at Jessa. Yeah. Yeah. Jess is the fucking worst. I was dude. thinking, like, before the, the end of the episode, there's one more Jess's scene. I was thinking, man, two episodes, and Jess has basically got, like, a brunch line and is at an art show, and she's like, 
what this is scripted i'm like two episodes and that's all jessa gets i'm like these are 10 episode seasons like like we got to do something with this character to that i mean there's something with jessa's character to do but i don't know what we're doing and then we get this next scene and i'm like it throws me even further away from yeah we're seven episodes into it and there's like three i feel like there's three hannah only episodes already you know well we had the iowa one which was the second one of this season right this or so season is like one? hannah heavy no i'm saying it was this yeah i'm forgetting all the episodes but yeah i just feel like there's no jessa progress right now yeah like at yeah, least like marnie at least marnie has like a story with desi uh shoshana has a story with trying to like make it in the real world uh yeah. hannah's got the like career change adam's got the separation relationship, relationship. ray's got the political stuff elijah has this floating around vagabond comic relief and i don't know what yeah. jessa i don't know what jessa's like season arc is i would say she's the worst character in this show <laughs> like in terms of like her characterization her motives and even how she's written like none of it makes sense she never learns there's no arc she barely has any kind of story and when she i just does, want her to have make something. sense yeah i just want some, like we finally get something that she wants kind of here but she does she i don't know exactly because i thought we were gonna have a really big thing when she asked adam to be her friend and i was like oh yeah me too this is gonna gonna be something it's gonna be something we might be a little afraid of but at least it's something for her to like try to do and then they just don't really do it well before before we get to just yeah, yeah, yeah we should um Hannah tries to buy all these snacks and wants to use the pisser and uh, the guy like, won't let her use the bathroom. Again, they bring up the bathroom stuff all the time in the show, man. Yeah. They're always and trying to go us. So uh, they walk out. They steal the coconut popsicle in front of the cops who are questioning them. And she's just like, I'm going to steal this. Like, wh- how dumb are you? They were like, this is a protest for not you not letting us use the bathroom. And then they're just going to run out of the store with the popsicle while the two cops are there. And while they- the deli owner is yelling at them, like, hey, get back here. Yeah, they stole that. And then they're like, hey, she's like, uh, Mimi's like, oh, there's a laundromat over here. They'll let us use it. Um, and most yeah. laundromats and bathrooms, I don't even know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, she runs, they run around the, the corner. And they're running past the cops who are still questioning yep. the taxi driver, who also yep. hasn't gotten paid for driving them as far as he driven them. Yep. They just stole a popsicle. They're running away from the scene of a crime, basically. Yep. And saying, we'll be right around here. And they're turning a corner out of view of the cops. Where I'm yep. like, hey, it's two cops. One of you asking question and one can question the other ones. Or like, like it's so weird that they're letting them just go away <laughs> just like because they could just be running away like for good there's no reason yeah, for dude. them to come back dude fucking cops dude defund yeah. those motherfuckers <laughs> like i'm not even like trying to criticize cops just like what is the staging of this these the scene why are they yeah, stealing like why are they it's ha- very very clunky what is this like you said why do they have to steal the popsicle no idea yeah um so they go to the laundromat hannah takes a pee and in the two minutes that she takes a pee mimi rose writes a poem and gives it to a woman named cheza chez yeah because she's uh, mimi rose is all about learning people's names so that's the thing like 
Um, she was trying to sneak in this poem that she'd written into her dryer, I think. Which would never fucking work. Which is the most awkward... Like, when you see someone doing that, you don't go, oh, you're, best, you're my best friend now. You're like, don't do that. People steal laundry yeah. from laundry machines. Like, don't just throw a pink post-it, folded post-it note in with my laundry. Like, yeah. Like, like that's one of those, like, sound good in, like, an Amelie-type movie situation. <laughs> but in real life New York, it's like, don't you dare do that. Yeah, yeah dude. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I think yeah. Chez... Chezza does call her out a bit. Yeah. Because it is like, I thought that she was trying to steal my shit. Yeah. And that she wrote the most beautiful poem. And like, Hannah does not want to hear it. And Chezza's like, oh, you got to hear the first line. And she's like, no, I'm good. I... Well, she's like, you want to hear, hear it? And Hannah's like, no, I'm good. She's like, you got to hear the first line. And Hannah's like, I already said no. I'm not in the mood for this. Don't read it to me. And then Chesa gets all pissed off. She's like, these fucking people, New York City, man, never fucking. <laughs> She's like, you can never have a good moment in the city. <laughs> like if she like storms yeah. off with her laundry. So basically what we get to in the laundromat is Mimi Rose asks if Hannah wants Adam back. Hannah says, fuck no, I don't. You... And then Mimi Rose goes, because if you want him back, you can have him. And then she lays out this no, she, no like, she says if you ask me maybe i'll say yes or something maybe, yeah, yeah 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 and uh hannah's like but i don't she's like look i mean i'm not just gonna give him to you she also says but, jessa wait she also says jessa told me that you do yeah 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 <laughs> and hannah's like fucking jessa she's like jessa's an insane person and an asshole i was like oh all right here we go shitting on jessa i like it so Mimi Rose is like, well, I'm not just going to give him to you, but maybe we could work out a plan or hatch a scheme. Uh, as she calls it a joint creative effort to where Mimi Rose will kind of phase herself out of Adam's life while Hannah starts to phase herself back in and Adam will realize that he misses Hannah and Hannah stands up. And this is like the best thing that Hannah's done in this episode. She goes, you're insane. This is insane, and you're a fucking insane person. I was like, yes. Well, the best line is like, I'm not falling for this beaver trap. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I don't know if that's a term that's used for stuff, but like. Me neither. But she's like, I'm not falling for this beaver trap. And because yeah. it is the weirdest moment when she's like, maybe you can have him back. I've only known him for a couple months, you know? And I'm just like, what is this game? And she's like, Hannah, you can get him back and do like a joint a joint artistic project or something joint was, creative create, effort i wrote yeah. it down in quotes joint. i was like wow what a fucking asshole uh, like just playing with adam's like because adam is a sensitive weird strange person so like yeah what he just dealt with in the cab and what he's going to deal with later in the bar like he's yeah. been I, I i thought to myself when i was watching i was like i don't think when i started the show that i could feel bad for the adam character as i do right now yeah same like when he's so, pissing on people and then like the, the, the kind of getting a salty and, and weird yeah. it's like this guy is kind of a bad dude mm -hmm. but now it's kind of like oh man adam's being fucked with i don't like it <laughs> but uh so mimi rose is basically like adam's extraordinary he's such a unique and awesome person 
but uh, maybe we're not right for each other. It seems like you guys have such a strong bond and the connection and stuff. And it's just, Hannah calls her insane, says that Mimi Rose isn't a genius and basically calls her full of shit because mm-hmm. she she's like trying to be an artist. And Hannah's like, I see through your art bullshit. Like you just are trying to intentionally confuse people for no reason and you have no substance behind it. And Mimi Rose is like, well, I want to be an artist, but I just don't know what to create anymore. I don't get it. I want to do it, but I don't I, I'm not good enough to leave a lasting impact or something. And she's like, I don't know why I try anymore. And Hannah's like, it's, you try because you're an artist. I quit. And I'm a teacher because I'm afraid. But now I'm afraid that I'm going to have a normal life and live like my mom. And I don't want to be normal. And I don't want to be like my mom. <sighs> She admits yeah. that she's not talented. Yeah, she said she left Iowa because she wasn't talented enough. It was really interesting that this is because this is where the conversation turned from Mimi being like really manipulative, uh, which she still kind of is because Hannah calls her out for her art being bullshit. And yeah. then Mimi's like, I just wanted to create something important or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she mentions, she's like, I saw this photo. If it's from 1940 and it was uh, this girl going to a tournament camp, you know, or whatever. And it just said, girl. And since then, I was like, they don't even know her name. The soldiers don't even know her name. And Hannah's like, of course not. They were just war criminals. <laughs> like, And she's like, yeah. So I just felt like the importance of like knowing someone's name, you know, like. And it's one of those things where it's like there's a kernel of truth and and like genuineness in it but also mm-hmm. like it's also a very easy way to like manipulate people into being like yeah why don't you care if you learn someone's name you could care more and it's like this faux yeah. faux importance uh yeah it, it, but it rose but it works on hannah shit. but it works on hannah right here because it gets her to open up and yeah her opening up just gives more ammunition for Mimi Rose later. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the more she learns more about power. you. Yeah. The more she learns about her, the more she knows how to like uh alter manipulate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um because she definitely has Adam wrapped around her finger right now. Yeah. Um and so, so what else? It, I thought it was something else, but no, you go ahead. Um Yeah, and Mimi Rose kind of yeah i guess it's just both of them kind of confessing to each other like hannah's confessing like i wasn't talented so i quit but now i'm afraid of being normal and mimi rose is kind of like i mean i'm not talented really either but i'm just throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks because i want to make an impact and i don't really know what i'm doing um and then they just kind of sit there moping and mimi rose is like you know what we should do we should just go drink heavily and forget all about this yeah. And then they're like, okay, cool. And then yeah. like, uh, I, 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 wrote, I did write down what Mimi said. She said she wanted to make something that means something is what she said. Um, and I thought it was interesting that we ended up at this point from where it started because Hannah is thriving. Like, yeah, she's doing well. She's high fiving kids in the hallway, getting asked out by like decent looking teachers in the teacher's lounge. Like, mm-hmm. and like she went from, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do this teaching thing. I got this teaching thing. I actually have only been doing it for a week. And I kind of am 
thriving at it and seems to be genuinely happy doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know her whole character from, like, the other seasons we've seen and up to this point, it's been like, I gotta write my book, I gotta do this thing. But then it made it seem like, oh, she's gonna transition from it and still find a way to kind of meld the two, you know? Yeah, be happy and still feel fulfilled, like like she's touching people's lives in a certain way and it seems like this job has more freedom to actually write while she's doing the work yeah than the writing job where you're writing all day at gq and then Mm -hmm. having to like shift gears from advertising to to her narrative fiction nonfiction. like this she's going to class and then it's like those schools you only got three classes a day yeah you know like you're not dude if you're a sub too yeah like She's so not much teaching. Free time. She's not teaching like ten hours a day. Like she's gonna have papers yeah. to grade and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's weird. Like they told us, "Oh, let's try this thing," and now they just were like, "Nope, you still got to be this creative person um, mm-hmm. underneath." And that's where I was like, "Oh, I wasn't sure this episode was gonna go to this point so quickly." Yeah. I thought maybe we get to the end of the season and these doubts would creep in, but not like the mm-hmm. next. Ep- I didn't think we'd go to one episode where she says, "I want to be a teacher." become a teacher and then also is afraid of being a teacher all in like 25 minutes yeah yeah so after they decide to go drink heavily we go to the bar where at you know the after party is and adam's sitting there kind of moping and talking to uh to jessa and he's like dude can you believe this fucking ace guy he said that uh mimi rose is manipulating me and i'm just a pawn in her game and he loves her still, and he's gonna get her back. And Jess is like, "What? I can't believe that." And I was like, "I know, right?" She's like, "No, because Ace is supposed to be in love with me. That's the whole reason I set you up with Mimi Rose is because I'm trying to fuck Ace, and now he he, he can't be in love with Mimi Rose still. Like that's bullshit. I'm gonna go talk to him because I need to have his babies." She's like, "I'm and gonna I'm- have." You know, she's like, no, he still, he loves me. I'm going to, by May, I'll be pregnant with his twins. And then she walks off. When she says, that's the reason I set you two up, the look on Adam's face and his reaction is like, yeah. Like, he (laughs) is just like shell-shocked by this news. Like, which he shouldn't be because it's just like. Adam's being used in all kinds. He's being used by Mimi Rose. He's being used by hannah he's being used by jessa like he's, he's a pawn he's, in so many he's games being least used by hannah yeah for sure yeah but like if think about this if if adam didn't have faith in hannah as a writer he would have held out maybe for her to come back but also their relationship was a little rocky at the point when they left but uh yeah like if he thought she wasn't going to make it through two years of iowa he would have just waited and been like she's going to drop out and come back like he did not like hang on to that and i mean jessa like her whole thing that's the whole that's the reason the yeah. last ep- the what was it the other episode where she's like oh what we're supposed to do sit around and like wait for you to get back hannah like we had mm-hmm. to move on with our lives she did not do this to make adam happy nope she did this she, for selfish was... reasons that that damages a bunch of people in its wake yep damages hannah damages mimi rose damages adam yeah like what a prick dude yeah and it's like the way the scene is played i'm like 
it it seems like this scene is there to like set the split possible for adam to get back with hannah which you know whatever they're always gonna end up back together um but it's done in a way where i'm like what are we supposed to take from jess in this i think it's impressive the words per damage that jessa has because jessa like she says such little words in this episode but the damage and the lasting like fuckery is so impressive like it's unreal well i was expecting when they were talking at the bar i'm like oh this will be fun because we haven't seen the two of them together since that whole yeah. like uh her saying hey i need a friend really you know dude and, i th- and i was I waiting still think i still think that they're gonna hook up and like the way that she was looking at him at that bar i was like no this feels weird no i don't think i don't think so not after her claiming the ace thing because he 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 i mean at one point i did i thought when that friendship line happened i thought maybe Mm. we could be getting some seeds of this um but i don't know now i'm still i'm still banking that he hooks up with marnie before jessa right now based off of this episode like what what she just did like she just salted the earth like dude it was impressive. Just like one sentence, she revealed like how she's manipulating and trying to ruin the lives of three people. When has Jessa ever said that she loved someone outside of like when she got married that one time? Dude, <laughs> she's been married on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, we I forgot about that. She got married. Um, but yeah, like when she said, oh, I love Ace. Ace still loves me. I was like, whoa, this is like damaging psychologically. Like, yeah, like that. It it was like almost like fatal attraction levels of what she was saying. Yeah, she's also manipulating and damaging Ace as well. Like how, though? Like how? Why did she just why is she just talking to Ace? Like right now, because Ace is single. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm just like, like I, mean, I don't get and it. And it comes out of left field because we just met Ace. We've never yeah. seen we didn't see an interaction with her and Ace at all. They're never in the never same heard scene. of him even. And then all of a sudden he just she just loves him. And then Hannah's talking about getting married to Fran in the beginning. Dude, these chicks wanna settle down. <laughs> uh and, and Shoshana starts talking about settling down with the suit mogul last episode. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So once uh, Jessa leaves to go chat up Ace, I guess, Hannah walks over to Adam and and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) She scares him. Um, And Hannah's like, hey, I just wanted to say I totally get why you like Mimi Rose. And Adam's like, cut the shit. She's like, no, for real. Like, we talked. I get it. She's cool. She's hot. I get it. I'm going to leave before I make things more awkward and bad. Um, but uh, enjoy your night. I just wanted to tell you that, and I get it. Goodbye. And then Adam's like, well, thank you. And she leaves, and she gets a falafel, and she tries to have a cute interaction with the falafel guy. He's not having it at all. And uh, that's it. She eats the falafel. Well, the falafel thing is she's still wearing that smock that says, ask me my name. And then like she orders the falafel, and he's like, name? And she's like, 
steps back and shields off the smock. She's like, my name is Hannah. And the guy's like, all right, I'll be ready in five minutes. <laughs> there she goes, my name is Hannah. What's yours? And he goes, we'll call you when it's ready. Yeah, he doesn't like look up from the notepad or anything. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's how that's, I like my interactions when I've heard this stuff. Me too. That's New York, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, this dude, is- when I first moved to LA and the Uber drivers talked to you, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is one of the biggest differences. I think we've probably talked about this on the podcast before with like taxis and stuff. But like taxi drivers do not in New York. Well, you can get in that cab and say whatever you want in the back and they are not talking to you just out of the blue. Like you have to engage them and then engage them again and then engage them a third time before they actually start talking to you. Dude, most of the time when you get in an Uber in New York, they're like on the phone with somebody and they're they're on speakerphone and they're talking loudly. Yeah. I mean, and then once you move out here, you're just hopping in a car and you're like, okay, what weird conversation am I going to have on this 15 minute or hour long ride? Like, yeah, like we had one where we went to the airport and like we're in those feelers. So it's like an hour to get down the, you know, and LAX. Yeah, we just... We had a whole conversation with this lady. It was nice. It was fine. But like, if you just want to get in and just relax for a, like, that's why I started adding all those other features. But it's the biggest difference when you come out here because you did not expect it. I got into an Uber out here one time and a guy had like his resume, his like acting creative resume taped on the back of the headrests. Yeah. And it's like, God damn dude, dude you do get the thirsty like i i definitely went to like a movie once and the guy was like oh what are you seeing he's like oh i did this i did sound on this movie he's like basically running down his imdb i had another yeah. guy who like had this like coffee table photo book of him like modeling with like madonna or something and all this stuff and he's like oh let, dude, check this out i done this and i got this idea for this movie and i'm like man i'm like i'm not even a person i don't even know what made you start pitching to me like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like are you just blind pitching to people? I like, mean, he's blind pitching, but also practicing for when the pitch actually happens. Yeah. You know, and I mean that one was a fun one just because this guy was a character. But yeah, man, we've had some weird interactions. But um, there's one, there's some stuff I want to say about this episode that we haven't. Um, oh, oh, hold on, one more Uber story. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to cut the Uber story short for the sake so, of listeners. sorry, 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 sorry. I got into an Uber one time. And the guy asked me what I did, and I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. And he was like, oh, I used to do that. This guy was probably like four or five years older than me. And he was like, yeah, I used to write on King of the Hill and all this stuff. And he's like, I had a pretty good writing career. And I was like, oh, still doing it? He's like, nope, doing this now. And I was like, God, city of broken dreams. God damn, now you're driving me. It's fucking brutal, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's millions of people and only hundreds of success hundreds of stars you know like, there's no there's thousands, thousands. there's okay. thousands okay thousands and millions you're still gonna have a lot of people on the on the on For the sure. off side of it i used to watch tv this is back when i had cable in new york with my roommate who is also a comedian and i'd flip through the tv guide and see all the shows that are on and i'd get, say to him i go dude look at all these shows and we're not on any of them <laughs> how how are we not on it any of them <laughs> have you guys gone on auditions for them though not then <laughs> yeah i was in a commercial for a while i i did get in a commercial but uh nothing since i don't even know how to audition for shows 
Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I, you can't like flip through a channel and be like, I should be on the show. And like, you're not even in the game. You're not in the game yeah, yet. I, look, Vance, I know. I don't know how to get in the game is what I'm saying. Like, how do you get in the game? If you're listening and you're in the game and you know how to get in the game, email us. Hit me up on Instagram at Joe Elke. Email us at Boys Watching Girls Podcast, gmail.com. Email me, Joseph Welke at gmail.com because I can't get Joe Welke. I if love your I love this song. Time listener. I love that someone could possibly be listening to like what is this our 39th episode and they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, now I'll reach out to Joe." <laughs> yeah. It's like I didn't know he was so desperate to get in the industry. I thought that everything was going like, good with the boys watching girls that, podcast, that but thirst. <laughs> this is just like one big thirst trap. Um so what's your what are your thoughts your final thoughts i guess oh, on this uh, episode well i i like when they were at the art show and she's having a conversation with adam and i like when he's like why are you even here and she's just like i don't know and it kind of yeah, reminded yeah. me of when she was mad about like her mom bringing up pretending that she's getting married to adam and she like gave him a bunch of shit for it being of like oh maybe you don't even want to marry me and she's like why are we talking about this and she's like i don't yeah. know i'm having these feelings and they don't make yeah. sense like, I like that she is self-aware of her own, like, foibles. She's self-aware sometimes, but other times it's like she's walking she's walking right into a beaver trap. Yeah. And it's like, how do you not see? Or she just doesn't care. Well, like, she, she like, knows that, she, like, like she, she like, wants to hurt herself, it seems like, sometimes. Well, like, she's having a perfect date. And she's like, oh, I have to sabotage this by going to this art show. There was no talk yeah. of the art show with Elijah. Elijah was like, I thought you were going to that art show tonight. Like, there was never yeah. any seeds, and everything was going so well. She was like, I need to mess this up. Yeah. Like, the GQ job was going well, and she was like, I need to mess this up. Like, uh, and another thing I wanted to bring up, which is kind of random, I would love to see Mimi Rose uh, go toe-to-toe with Adam's sister. I think, I think seeing the two of them with their, like, snide comments and, like, uh, just biting uh statements i think it'll be a great i'd love to see her with elijah because i think elijah could cut through the shit Eli- and like boil her down to like three word insult yeah it would just be like insults but they would like land a little bit but they would i think she would come back at elijah and like crush him mm. like it would because she wouldn't get emotional like she wouldn't like go off she her tone would stay exactly the same and she would like Oh, yeah. dancing, huh? Like she would she's just, a, she would go. She's solo. a cerebral assassin. Yeah, like Triple H, baby. The which cerebral, is, which assassin. is why she's friends with uh, Jessa. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it all makes right, perfect yeah. sense. That does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I came away from this episode being like, I hate Mimi Rose now. Like I used to think that she was like weird, but like she was kind of likable and mm-hmm. has like a worldview. And now I'm like, I fucking hate this person. Yeah, and they're like, they're going really quick to like getting Adam and Hannah back together. Because <laughs> I thought this was going to be a push away. Like when she showed yeah. up at that show, I was like, this is going to be a push away episode. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, this just brought them close together. Good job, Hannah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anything else? That basically wraps up the episode. Yeah, I don't have any... Uh... Any other thoughts? Let's do our favorite segment. All right. Next episode. Episode 40. Season 4, episode 8. The title is Tad and Loreen and Avi and Shanaz. 
Okay. That is the that is the episode title. Well, luckily, like we had a listener let us know that Tad is the dad's name. At one point, we thought in one earlier episode, we thought when he fell out of the tub, mm. we thought the mom was calling him Dad. Uh, <laughs> we like, oh, oh! <laughs> but Tad is uh, Hannah's father's name. So, so I this... guess maybe Lorene is his mom's name. Wait, you think they're? Wait, what? It's the yeah. episode is Tad and Lorene and Avi and Shanaz. Why do you Shanaz? Shanaz? Are you saying Lorene? Is, is Hannah's mom's name? Oh, Lorene? I you were talking... Oh, I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I just always call him Hannah's mom. But this, I think, will be an episode that gives us the answer to why he was so weird when he went to Iowa. Oh, hopefully that's a good prediction. Yeah, I hope that figures something out. I hope that's good. I hope so. That's a good prediction by Vance, everybody. I like that. I hope you're right. I hope I am too. Like I, that was something. There was definitely something there, and I would love for some payoff. Yeah, that's good, dude. I'm excited about this next episode. That's now. What, that's I hope this, that we get some answers. That's why we do this to kind of tease. All right, all right. Well, I'm excited. Vance is excited. I hope all of you guys are excited. So stay tuned for the next episode. Tad and Lorene and Avi and Shanaz. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.